got into this business to make food and share it with people. And it can be overwhelming to decide what to focus on or know how to choose a vendor partner. Welcome to the Virginia Foodie Podcast, where we lift the lid on the craft food industry and tell the stories behind the good food, good people, and good brands that you know and love. If you've ever come across a yummy food brand and wondered, how did they do that? How did they turn that recipe into a successful business? Then we've got some stories for you. Hello there, all you makers and bakers and shopping cart shakers. Thanks for tuning in for another episode. And if this is your first time here, then welcome. I'm glad you tuned in. I'm George Deering, and I provide marketing strategy and coaching for the good food brands. And today is another Marketing Monday episode, so I'll be sharing insights and tips about marketing your packaged food. This is the third and final episode in my conversation about evergreen content. Evergreen content is one of the five elements of a healthy marketing platform, and I talk about these in my coaching group, Marketing Made Easy. Those five elements are your sales goals, your annual marketing plan, your budget, and I mean time and money, your management systems, and your content plan. If you haven't heard the term before, evergreen content is writing or imagery that you create that is used beyond a single project. The opposite of evergreen content is trending content. And here's an example of the difference that I pulled from Reed Drummond, the star of Food Network's show, The Pioneer Woman. How Ree met her husband, Lad, an Oklahoma rancher, is evergreen content. It's why she became a blogger, a recipe developer, and a photographer, and then evolved on into the national brand she is today. She returns to that origin story of being a marketer who met a cowboy in a bar all the time. Skipping through a ski lodge with Lad dressed as a leprechaun is trending content. It leverages the origin story of her Marlboro man. He's funny, supportive, and kind of cute, at least in her eyes. But it's not something that will live on her website forever. It's just a quick video that happened. You definitely want to use trending topics, especially when they're appropriate for your brand. But you shouldn't spend too much time or money on fleeting messages. The core of your marketing investment should be in content that reaches as far as it can. So to get the most out of your marketing budget, be sure you maximize the return on your photo and video spend, any paid content that you get, and your website copy. In episodes 75 and 77, I talked about ways to source your photography and writing partners and how you can extend the reach of those marketing assets. But your website is one of the biggest investments a brand can make, and your primary web pages should be the most evergreen content of all. For instance, you rarely need to update your about page or your mission and value statements. So that should have a very long lifespan. I get it though. You got into this business to make food and share it with people, and it can be overwhelming to decide what to focus on or know how to choose a vendor partner. So the options I'm covering today are a brand strategist, a website designer, and marketing experts. And each of these has a different impact on your overall marketing strategy. 
I'll also share tips about what to invest in and when to do it. And then I'll wrap up with some ways to spread that spend so it brings you the maximum return on your investment. First up is a brand strategist. And these engagements can cost anywhere from $5,000 to $20,000 or more, depending on really how you choose to engage with them. So what you should get, no matter what the spend, is you should get some sense of a competitive analysis, advice or direction for your mission, vision, and values, benchmarks that would guide your content creation, recommendations for that content, and some kind of go-to-market plan. What you won't get is the content, unless it's specified in the contract. You might get sample content as part of their exploration or work that they do for you. You won't get package design now unless it's specified in the contract. And you won't get product descriptions. Again, these are all contingent on what problems are you solving with this particular brand strategist. So it can be a big spend and it may feel like you don't get a lot for it, but the work is really crucial for your brand strategy. It's very, very easy to spend a lot of money on marketing projects that end up not earning you any money later. You sort of just start throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks if you head off without a strategy. So if you can afford it, work with a brand strategist before you hire a web designer. So next up is a website designer. Again, this can cost anywhere from $5,000 to $25,000 depending on the size of your site and the type of site that you're building and the number of products that you're trying to include. So in a typical site design engagement, what you're going to get is your website design. You should get user experience design, fonts, colors, and graphics, image selections, SEO optimization, and some kind of backend setup. So if you're not seeing your designer talk about the user experience or talk about font and color choices. Those are red flags because you don't want to hire someone who's going to take orders from you. There are a lot of people who are functionally working on site building, but they're not really adding anything to the process and they're basically just repeating what you're telling them that should be on your site. What you want is a website designer who can really build you a site that is functioning correctly because The way humans interact with websites is not how they interact with a printed page. So again, there's a wide range in expense for this, but I want to talk about some things that you're not going to get. And first off, you're not going to get unlimited revisions, right? I have to say that, but if you keep doing back and forth with them saying, do this, don't do that, you're really going to ratchet your costs up. So be sure that you have an understanding of how those proofs and edits will happen before you get started and make sure you're working as effectively as possible. You're not gonna get new photography. I talked about photography selections, but you're not gonna get new photo shoots. And what they're gonna do is choose from what you have or they're gonna go to copyright free, licensing, things that you can use on your site. You're not going to get copywriting. You're not gonna get blog creation. And you won't get a transfer of your old data unless it's specified in your contract. So I'm going to talk for a minute or two about these things, the copywriting and blog creation, because a lot of times people think that every single page is going to be billed out. 
And really, when you're doing working with a site designer, they're designing the site structure itself and the way the visitor interacts with the content. But they're not going to write new stuff for you unless you have that spelled out in your contract. And then you also want to vet somebody who has understanding of writing. Typically, web designers are great engineers, not great at being emotive and expressive. The other part of that is transferring your old data. You may get one or two sample blog pages set up so that you can understand how the formatting works on your new site, but somebody is going to have to move that content from one site to another. It really depends on what's on your site now. Sometimes there's very simple tools that will literally just like download content from one site and upload it to the new site. But you want to make sure that you read your contract carefully and understand what you're paying for. So I've covered a brand strategist. Great if you can start before the site design. I've covered website development. And now I'm going to talk about working with marketing experts. Again, these costs vary by engagement. Can go as low as $2,500 and $10,000 or more, depending on really what you're asking them to do. But what you should get when you work with a marketing expert is content strategy or some kind of adherence to your brand strategy for any marketing materials that they develop. You should get SEO and keyword recommendations for your website. You should get branded messaging, messaging that is specific to your brand, which means you'll get a higher level of writing than you could probably do on your own. You should get unlimited use of the text and you should get some limited content, like you may be hiring them for your about page, your homepage, and your product descriptions, those things. It really depends on what you're asking that marketing expert to do. And there are niche marketing experts that you can hire for content writing as well. So those costs would be 50 cents to a dollar a word or 500 to to $1,000 a post, somewhere in that range. I recommend paying by the project instead of by the word because you want to make sure that you're getting effective copy and not having them cut off because <laughs> you don't want to run the bill so high. So you want to really have an understanding of the project that you're hiring them for first and then just pay for the project. What you're going to get with a niche expert is very specific types of content. You will find people who can write mission statements or your values for you. You'll find experts on homepage copy or landing pages or product pages and definitely product descriptions. I spoke with, I think Anna Bradfield was a product description expert. You'll get a higher level of writing than you can probably do on your own. And that's going to be because it's very specific to how people interact with web pages. You should get SEO and keyword suggestions, big red flag if you're not getting that for your web copy projects. You'll get that branded messaging and unlimited use of the text. And you will get content that comes back to you formatted for the publication. So that means it'll be come back to you with the headline, meta descriptions, intro paragraphs, subheadings, blog excerpts. All of those pieces of the content will be clearly identified so that you can get them posted to your site. Now, for an overall marketing expert or for niche content writers, what you won't get, again, is unlimited revisions. Even when you pay by the project, you're not going to get unlimited revisions. There'll be some kind of cutoff for the amount of work that they'll put in for that flat fee. 
You won't get the content posted to your site unless there's some service that they add. Maybe if it's a platform that they work in, they might do that. But really, you're going to need someone on staff who understands how to add content to your site. You're not going to get photography unless it's specified in the contract. And most likely, that's going to come from copyright-free libraries. You won't get the email copy, the social media posts, recipes, sell sheets, etc. You won't get that other iterations of the content unless you hire them for separate engagements or if the contract includes this work. So you might be working with someone who is a marketing expert in the food industry and you might have them on contract to put a blog post up and write the email and write the social post. That's a typical thing, but you want to make sure that you have it clarified before you head down the road. I just so often see people get a little disappointed because they thought, oh, I thought I was getting something else. So ask before you start a project. Say, please spell out what I'm getting. So where should you invest your money and why should you invest with different kinds of vendors? Well, a brand strategist, if you're able, start here. I have a interview with Sandra Velasquez from Nopalera. I'll post the episode number in the show notes. But she spent an entire year figuring out her brand strategy before she even produced product. And now she's killing it. She got into her dream retail accounts right away. She went on Shark Tank and then turned them down. And now she's expanding her business even further and getting other investors. It's amazing. But she's a rarity in that she stopped and did all of that work before she even did another thing. Website design, when you're ready for e-commerce, you should work with a web designer. Sometimes you can get by with setting up a Squarespace site or a Wix site on your own. But when you're ready for real transactions to take place, work with a web designer because there's very specific ways to make your e-commerce site work as hard as it can for you. And be sure to select someone who's focused on e-commerce and not general site design and ask for case studies before you sign on. When do you work with a marketing expert? Well, you can work with an ex-consultant at any stage. They can help you with established sites. They can help you make the most out of a new site. They can be part of the site design process. You might have an expert working with your site designer. Or after you've started a new site, you can hire them later. You might also want to hire them annually just to work with your strategy. So any time that you can bring them in and out and a good expert will focus on the things that are important and then offer up ways where you can keep your spend down. So talking about that spend, how are we going to spread that spend? Well, if websites are the most evergreen content, how do you spread that spend across the other communication channels? By repurposing the foundational text to other channels. For instance, if you have a small blurb on your mission page that says, we source locally whenever possible, that evergreen statement can and should become a long-form blog post on your website. You can tell the reader how you source who your vendors are, and what the whenever possible part of that statement means. You could honestly get three stories out of that one statement, and you could probably revisit it year after year. And because that evergreen statement has now expanded into a blog post or two or three, you can turn those posts into email copy for your subscribers, 
And each email you send can have two to three companion social media posts that are spread out over time. As with all repurposed content, the narrative should be tweaked and should include the reader's point of view and not be loaded up with I and we statements. Of course, these important evergreen topics should live in your sell sheets and your point of sale materials as well. Now, I coach clients over and over again about the five communication channels you control. That's your website, sell sheets, packaging, email marketing, and social media streams. And there is a reason your website sits at the top of that list. It's typically the very first huge investment a small business makes, but it should also be the source for the answer to, but what am I supposed to say? Your website holds your entire story. It's the research hub for all of your customers, consumers and retail buyers alike. And your sell sheets and catalogs are your business face, that B2B sales pitch in an easily digestible format. And your packaging should tell your story when you aren't there to do it. Email can be your most profitable communication channel with every dollar you put into mastering that platform coming back to you in multiples. And social media is the discovery zone reaching the broadest audience of all. So you can see that every one of these tools that you're using should be giving a familiar and recognizable story about your brand. And your marketing strategy should leverage all five channels. And that content should work together in tidy, mutually supportive system. So if you're wondering how to get a system like that in place, I'm happy to answer any questions. So feel free to reach out. And that, my friends, is a wrap on another Marketing Monday. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit that like or share button. It's the easiest thing you can do to support small businesses. Please also subscribe to The Virginia Foodie wherever you stream, and you won't miss another bite of good food marketing. Thanks for listening. And if you want to learn more about how to grow your own food brand, then click on Grow My Brand at vafoodie.com. If you're a lover of local food, then be sure to follow us. We're at VA Foodie on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Join the conversation and tell us about your adventures with good food, good people, and good brands.